It's the weekend of Mother's Day. But more than that, it's Friday. And it's time for Ask the Preacher. Heard every Friday from 5 until 6 right here on Talk Radio 96.7. It's brought to you by Believer's Fellowship. Ask the Preacher. Here's John Freed. Welcome to the program, everybody. This is Friday, May the 6th. And yes, Eric is right. It is just a couple days before Mother's Day. So, uh, gentlemen, sons and daughters, you got a couple days left to uh, go shopping. By the way, I don't know that Walmart's open 24 hours anymore. Um, <laughs> Rebecca Klein's in the studio with me today, and I, she's uh, chuckling across the table. <laughs> Welcome to the program, Rebecca. Um, I, I'll introduce you in a moment here, but um, I'm reminded that a few years ago, I don't remember whether this was Mother's Day or Christmas, but I woke my children up at about 2 a.m. after, <laughs> after my wife was, was sound asleep. Yeah. I woke the kids up, put them in the car, took them to the only 24-hour place that I could find <laughs> at the time, which was Walgreens, and took them shopping for their mother on Mother's Day. I believe it was Mother's Day. It might have been Christmas. Oh, that's so terrible. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. why did it take till 2 in the morning the night before? I, I wanted it to feel spontaneous. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Oh, okay. No, so, so don't wait that long. Uh, spend some valuable time uh, with your mom this weekend. Do something special for her. Whether it is a contrived Hallmark holiday or not, <laughs> your mother is not contriving. She loves you, this and you should love her back. Uh, well, speaking of moms, we will be talking um, in this program for the next almost hour about motherhood, about yeah. babyhood, about lifehood, and mm-hmm. about uh, Supreme Courthood. Uh, <laughs> okay. a, a lot of a lot of hoods, hoods. getting be down in the hood with us here. And uh, welcome to the Ask the Preacher program, Rebecca Klein. Thank you so much. It's good to have you. Um, I I consider folks. I consider Rebecca to be uh, at least as far as my personal knowledge. Uh, she is an expert um, mm. in in these fields. Uh, very well respected amongst your community of colleagues. And, uh, and and doing some some amazing work in helping uh, pregnant ladies, uh, men that are along their sides. Mm. Um, and I will be so clear as to say it is only possible for women to become pregnant. Um, and it is only possible for men to get those women pregnant. So. And I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so we're not biologists. We we just we just know. Stick it's just, with the facts. It's just <laughs> how it is. So. All right, so folks, if you've been living under a rock and you only turn on the radio for this program, um, uh, we, we welcome you to the sunshine. Uh, the, the phone number in the studio is 863-682-1430, 863-682-1430. You can join the conversation. Maybe you have a question for myself, maybe a question for Miss Rebecca, um, and uh, or maybe you have a comment, and that would be just fine, too. One more time, the phone number, 863 863- 682-1430. Um, now, a little bit about Miss Rebecca Klein. Um, you work day in and day out mm-hmm. uh, with, a, with a staff of, of several people who help care for um, pregnant women. Yes. Um, yes. They may think they're pregnant and they find out that they're not, or maybe mm-hmm. they know they're pregnant yes. uh, and they don't know what to do. Exactly. Um, maybe mm-hmm. they are excited. Maybe they are scared. Maybe mm-hmm. they're confused. Mm-hmm. Um, a variety of, of different things. And then presently, um, and, and this is where I started to address people that just might be living under a rock and they've come mm-hmm. out to listen to this program. Uh, this week, 
a a massive breach in mm-hmm. the uh, con, um, what do you call it in the confidentiality yes. of the Supreme Court. A mm-hmm. leak took place, yes. and a uh, a draft which was written by Justice Alito, mm-hmm. uh, which would be a draft for the majority opinion mm-hmm. for some cases that are currently on the the, the court's desk. Mm-hmm. And so um, this this leak saying basically effectively mm-hmm. that the um, Roe versus Wade decision from nearly 50 years ago is about to be overturned. Right. Um, what does that mean, Rebecca? What does that mean? For- what does the overturning of Roe versus Wade actually mean? Okay. Um, can I start just by clarifying that that decision has not yet been made? I just think it's important oh, for people to hear that over and over again, because if we listen to the media at large, the way the messaging is being presented from both sides of the issue, it it would almost seem as if the decision has been made and it has not. Correct. Uh, the yeah. draft opinion does express an intention Yet, as I understand the way the system works, it could be even up until the day that the final vote is made that that opinions can change just like any one of us can. Yeah, I I believe the expectation for the release of that actual ruling would be late June, early July, somewhere in that time. Correct. That's the understanding that we all have at this point. Um, So So this draft is is basically something to say this is. This is what is expected exactly. to come. Exactly. And, I, and I'm, I'm sure the intent was exactly what it's saying, yet, you know, uh, who knows what factors can, you know, intercept that process at this time that could change that. So when we ask the question, what does it mean for Roe v. Wade to be overturned, we have to say if, you know, if, yeah, if Roe, Roe v. Wade, Wade yeah. is yeah. going to be overturned, what does that mean for women uh, what does that mean for the the pro life movement for the the, the What does it debate? mean first legally? Oh, or yeah. Okay, in, in no, sense that's of an law, excellent question too. Because mean? I think there's so many misunderstandings, John. So I'm so glad you're asking that question because what it doesn't mean, if I can answer it that way sure. first, it doesn't mean that abortions won't be available. Um, is, you, you have both sides of this very contentious, hostile debate. Uh, you know, our, our our entire nation is uh, opposed in this area, and both sides react with this um, sense of uh, finality on either side of it. So yeah. uh, when uh, those who hold a pro-life position um, may respond in thinking, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, you know, it's over, we've won, you know, um, abortion's illegal. Not true. Uh, the other side may respond thinking, oh, you know, we're, we're never we're restricting, completely restricting access to abortion for women. And that's not true either. So, so I, I never uh, I didn't really think about which which you've really broadened the scope here. Uh, there's three or four potential avenues we could go down by asking that same simple question. What does the overturning mm-hmm. um, of Roe versus Wade mean? And so, folks, when we come back in just a couple minutes, um, we'll explore a couple different avenues. What does it mean for Roe v. Wade to be overturned from the Supreme Court of the United States? We'll look at some legal aspects. What does it mean uh, for pregnant women? What does it mean for abortion clinics? What does it mean for life advocacy agencies? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll talk more about that when we come back. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. The phone number in the studio is 863-682-1430. Let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher. 
It's your weekly opportunity to have Bible questions and other hot topic issues answered. And here's your host, John Freed. Welcome back to Ask the Preacher, everybody, and uh, happy Friday to you. By the way, first Friday downtown Munn Park today, mm-hmm. and uh, yesterday in Munn Park, Miss Rebecca, uh, was National Day of Prayer. Uh, we we yes. had a prayer breakfast um, yes. and uh, early in the morning. Uh, I say we. I'm speaking of the city, so to speak. Yeah, that was sure. private invitation. You had to buy a ticket, that kind of thing. Uh, but at City Hall mm-hmm. at around noon, actually right at noon, um, it was a great time of prayer for awesome. our city, for our um, our commission and the leaders and the mm-hmm. staff, and mm-hmm. uh, and even for our our nation, for families, awesome. uh, for churches, and yeah. and all the things that make up life. Yeah. Um, and then yesterday evening at six thirty, we got a, it got started a little early. We cranked mm-hmm. up the music at about six. It was just a great evening of of prayer. Um, the the count was about four hundred and fifty people awesome. came out to Mun Park to uh, to that pray to great. petition God our creator. Creator. Yes. Uh, and by the way, folks, not only is he your creator, but he is the one that loves you the most. Mm-hmm. He really does. He loves you more than your mama can love you. <laughs> and so anyway, we, we joined out there in the park just to pray to God. Um, to ask for his intervention, for his help, to uh, to thank him for his faithfulness and his goodness, and good. um, and there are so many things happening in our world. Um, it it astounds me to see uh, on on one hand you see stuff, in my opinion, just getting darker and mm-hmm. darker and mm-hmm. darker, and it, it just looks bleak, and, and you could um, be tempted to throw in the towel in despair, but yet at the same time, there are certain things where light is just cracking through, beaming yeah. bright, and it's absolutely amazing. Yes. And so um, I've kind of coined this idea. I, maybe I didn't coin it. I've kind of, um, in my heart, have sure. adopted this this I- idea that, you know, it seems like one of the greatest advocates for light is darkness. Yeah, no, that's good. When you find yourself in yes. the dark, what do you, I mean, even in a natural, just a dark room and it's like, yeah. it's pitch black. What are you longing for mm-hmm. to flip on the light switch, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so right now in our in our world, I think because of the the, the darkness that we see, mm-hmm. the trial, the tribulation, the trouble. I mean, even if you wanted to just get really brass tacks, just natural, simple about it. Uh, my son lives up in in, in uh, the New York area, not okay. near the city. But right. you're talking seven dollars a gallon for fuel, Oy. and and so you know it's like wow, you don't have any choice but to begin to trust God in a yeah. whole new way. Absolutely. And so I, I am uh, I'm excited to know that God is faithful. Amen. And he, and he proves himself over and over. And so um, back to the issue that we're talking about. So we we see all of this stuff going on in our world and. And um, you know, it would it would appear that the way that the the, the Democrats or liberals or whatever, uh, uh, especially those that are that are pro choice, or mm-hmm. if I might so say, and I speak for myself, uh, they're pro death. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, they would they would be pushing abortions. Um, you know, uh, make more abortions cheaper and more available. Right, right. I mean, that's their goal. Absolutely. And for those that are pro life that want to see babies born. Uh, say abortions should be rare, should be eliminated, should be Mm -hmm. very difficult, Um, but not because we want to be difficult to pregnant women, Mm -mm, but mm -mm. because we value life. And we'll get back, I think, to the question, what does it mean to overturn Roe v. Wade? Uh, But Rebecca, can you take just a, a couple moments and and speak to the to the real understanding of uh, I, I'm going to call them life advocacy agencies, okay? Um, Pro life agencies. What's the real agenda behind them? 
Okay. That's a great question. I didn't John. prep you for this, so no, thank you for, no, for taking the pitches. Yeah, no. So if we're talking about agencies like ours, an organization like A Woman's Choice, and, and there's so many of them, um, we have several in our community locally mm-hmm. here. We have many in our state and thousands in, well, at least close to 2,000 in our nation. So wow. um, ultimately, our goal is to protect and promote life, the sanctity of life, the message of life, and, and that can have kind of a um, cultural impact. But more importantly, when you talk about really what motivates us is that message um, to those who are making decisions between life and death. Ultimately, our goal is to reach women and men, uh, of course, women first, as they're the yeah, ones carrying yeah. the child. But when men are part of that relationship, if they're known and part of it, reaching them as well, because they're they're literally weighing life and death in their hands, in their hearts, in their minds. Um, and they're being um, lied to, if I may be blunt and direct about L- it. Lied to by whom? The culture uh, and the abortion industry, for starters. But there's such great support for the abortion industry in the media culture um, that that just comes across. So women are told that if they have a pregnancy, that they're not wanting, expecting, looking for, not knowing what to do with it, that abortion is an easy out mm, and yeah. uh, and really the only choice that they have because it's, you know, and I'm saying this in, in quotes, you know, that it's, sure. you know, ridiculous to imagine that you could parent an adoption is just, you know, uh, awful. They, they, they're given these So messages. the media and the, the pro-abortion industry and, mm-hmm. and the pro-abortion uh, friends yeah. Uh, yeah, paint, good way to put paint it. pregnancy as being a hardship on life yeah, and, and child rearing as being a hardship on life. Yes, yes. They, they actually, one of their objections is that they don't feel that we communicate the, um, uh, the risks of carrying a pregnancy as much as we communicate the risks of abortion. Oh, wow. I, I've heard that, that, that argument, you know, that, oh, you want to talk about all the risks of abortion, which there are so many on so many levels, then why aren't you educating them about the risks of pregnancy? Yeah, listening to a pro-abortion politician the other day uh, and, and just going down that, that mm-hmm. road on the opposite side, talking about how dangerous it is to uh, be pregnant, how dangerous yeah. it is to, to, to raise a child uh, and how easy abortion becomes as, a, as an option. Yeah. Uh, and and they, they don't talk about the emotional uh, right. Repercussions. Impact. They don't talk about the, uh, the emotional impact. Mm-hmm. That's a much better word. Uh, the physical impacts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Those types of things that that really last a lifetime. Yeah. Um, it, 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 you sorry. know, the Bible speaks about childbirth, and and it gives this reference, and it doesn't deny the fact that the literal birth is painful. Mm. The literal birth. Uh, there's a lot of travail. Is a is a term that is yeah. that is used. I'm a mother. Uh, yeah, you're I a mother. Know. Happy Mother's Day. That's why I value women and mothers so much. They go through such an excruciating experience to bring us a wonderful bring life. life. Yes. But the Bible's very clear that it, it's it gives this this picture. When that baby is placed in her arms, mm. all of the pain seems to go away, or at least the memory so of it seems true. to go away because mm-hmm. of the joy that is absolutely. placed right in front of them. And that's that's absolute truth. And that's truth for every woman who was facing an unplanned pregnancy and thought maybe abortion was her only answer and chooses life 
um, they get the opportunity to experience that joy. And I've never, never met a woman who has chosen life over abortion and regretted that decision. Wow. Now, the other side will tell you differently. Right. They will bring up their testimonials of women who will say all kinds of things uh, to support the propaganda and the rhetoric that they have. I want to ask um, you when we come back, yeah. uh, possibly, how, how many times and are there any specific times that you could speak to where a person uh, did get an abortion and they came back uh, and hurt and emotionally, maybe mm-hmm. physically, and yeah. and needed help yeah. uh, after yeah. the fact. So maybe sure. we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Uh, happy Mother's Day weekend to everybody that's listening. It's the bottom of the hour. We have to take a break, but I hope you don't go anywhere. We'll be back in about uh, seven or eight minutes with more Ask the Preacher. want to invite you out to Believer's Fellowship this weekend. One special service, not two like normal, one special service, breakfast at nine, service at ten. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. We'll be back in a few minutes. And now let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Here's John Freed. Hey, welcome back to the Ask the Preacher program, everybody. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And congratulations to all the fathers that made them moms. Kudos good for you. Yay. The men are always looking for some way to get credit for that, huh? You know, women get all the attention in life, and so when we can get a little bit, that's great. There's Father's Day. There's Father's Day. (laughs) No, but uh, in all seriousness, happy Mother's Day. Um, You know, uh, looking in in our conversation, um, Miss Rebecca Klein in the studio today, thank you for coming live right here. Um, it It is interesting to see... Uh, the attack on the family, mm-hmm. um, and you know you have the the Black Lives Matter movement, which were very clear about their efforts to tear apart the nuclear mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. Um, and yes. and to confuse the issues of motherhood yes. and fatherhood, and yes. and and what the family is supposed to be. That was a uh, that was upfront. I'm not making right. that up. That was right that now. was their statements. I've read it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting to see the LGBTQ plus uh, agendas, mm-hmm. the homosexual agenda that's mm-hmm. out there, uh, and all the, the the dialogue, the rhetoric, um, the, the the confusion, gender dysphoria, right. uh, all of this right. type of stuff. There's issues about books and schools, and there's mm-hmm. there's all of this kind of stuff out there, um, and moms who are in the process of raising young children or. Mm-hmm. Raising old children. Now, <laughs> see, now my wife and I, we're raising old children right yeah, now. We have a 21-year-old son and a 16-year-old daughter, yeah. right? How old yeah. are your children? I have 20 and 23. 20 and 23. So mm-hmm. um, you will never cease to be a mom. That's right. You know, you can be 80 and they can be uh, 65. Right. Well, you didn't have children that young. 60, <laughs> uh, 55. I just try not to make you old. Anyway, <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, and you will still be mom, right? right? right, right, and, right. and then sometimes the roles flip to where children kind of take care of mom uh, and dad, but mom is still mom all the way to the very end. Dad is still dad all the way to the very end. I find it interesting, the attack on the family, and um, when it comes to the abortion issue, it's very much attack an, an attack and confusion, yes. uh, a, a war on women and mm-hmm. womanhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just an attack on babies. Abortion right. isn't just about babies. Right. Um, and and so and of course the father comes into play and mm-hmm. all that, and it's just the destruction of the the family. Absolutely. Um, and so, 
I, I, I said something. Help me remember. I said, you know what? When we come back, I'll ask you this when we come back from the break. And I forgot what it was that I said that I was going to ask you. But um, tell us. Uh, oh, I remember what it was. Can you tell us about any occasion? And you don't have to be mm-hmm. specific and certainly don't reveal anybody's names. Sure, keep people uh, um, their confidentiality. Absolutely. But you've spoken with. Ladies uh, and and their their uh, their men partners that have decided to keep a baby and not have an abortion, yes. and then you've talked with people who have had abortions yes. and then come back for various reasons to mm-hmm. talk to you guys. What is that like when you mm-hmm. talk with a with a with a young lady, an older lady, whatever the case might be, who has recently had an abortion? What is what is that conversation like? Yeah, uh, it. There's such a range and a spectrum to that, John, just because, as you're saying, there's those who've just had abortions and and then and and I've talked to those and then those who had abortions literally 30, 50 years ago after, you know, 19 years of being in this work. It doesn't matter what, uh, uh, again, some of that rhetoric is out out there that saying that abortion doesn't affect women, uh, that they do try to say that, that there's no emotional impact, yet I've seen a woman in her 60s come to the center just broken with having carried that weight for 40 years before that. So this would be not something that all of a sudden they're reminded of, of something that they did many years ago. it's something they hold on to. Almost daily being reminded of that decision. Well, I I don't know if it's daily, but regularly. regularly. It doesn't go away, and it breaks my heart. Um, And even women who know the forgiveness of Christ and, and the freedom that they have, until they receive that very specific healing um, it's, it's, you know, they protect that. It, well, I know Jesus forgives me, but, you know, that that seems unforgivable to them. And even though they know the truth, they end up there. And um, so it's, it's through programs like what we have at A Woman's Choice called Forgiven and Set Free that um, that direct issue is addressed, the issue of the abortion, the issue of the shame and the guilt that goes with it. And um, and then they can truly find healing and freedom through that. And, and I've seen lives completely transformed. And, and the one story, uh, complete contrast to what I'm describing, is the one who was shortly after an abortion. Because what happens, John, is that many women don't experience regret immediately because immediately what they have is relief. Mm-hmm. If you imagine yourself in their shoes, you know, they were facing an unplanned pregnancy, all the complicating circumstances around it. They have the dis- the abortion. And despite, you know, all that we know that comes with it, initially, there's relief. I'm not pregnant anymore. The problem yeah, has gone away. So we don't often have an immediate response to it. But that's not doesn't mean not ever. You know, that's, and that's very typical with mm-hmm. if I can just relate it with um, with sin in general. Sure. Um, sin sure. on the onset is is typically pleasurable. Right. Uh, and right. then we look the back says. either short term or, or long term yeah. later and go, oh, my, what have I done? And, and the impact that comes with yeah. it. But we do have one uh, situation that that we share where a young woman did have an abortion after visiting us. Um, we always tell them, and this is what I love, John, we always tell them that we're still there for them. Yeah. There's not that judgment and condemnation that uh, the world might expect. 
yes, we are pro-life and believe, uh, you know, uh, unswervingly um, in the value of life and are against abortion. But I always want to say we stand against abortion. We don't stand against women who have aborted. There's mm-hmm. a big difference mm-hmm. in that. And so the fact that women know that they can come back to us and they do says that they feel that safety. They feel that love. And so this one particular young woman had the abortion and immediately experienced regret. Um to the extent that she sunk into a very deep depression and was suicidal. Mm. And in those moments, though, she thought of us, and she knew that if she called us, we could get her help. So she called, said, I've had this abortion, you know, and didn't want to go on. So we invite her in. We tell her about our program. Um, she's not a believer in Christ. She's not a Christian, has no Christian background. So, of course, we tell her up front that this is a Bible-based program, and, and the healing that you can get is in Jesus. But she was at such a desperate point at that time, she didn't care. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. I just need help. Yeah. Help me. And so she came into the program, and it's about an eight-week program. And um, not only did she find forgiveness and healing but she from the abortion, but she opened her heart to Christ and received Christ as her Savior. So we have one more segment left. I've got about a, two minutes until we go to a break. Uh, tell, tell us just a little bit more about that program you refer mm-hmm. to and how somebody might uh, enlist in yes. that and, and gain the help that you're talking about. Yeah, again, it's called Forgiven and Set Free. It's a, uh, a Bible study. So um, women who go through the program uh, meet weekly with one of our leaders who takes them through. This is for women who have had an abortion. Had abortions, yes. Whether, no matter what, whether it was yesterday or 40 years 40 ago, years ago. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, it takes it takes a lot, God, to move their hearts to that place. Women don't want to talk about it. Women don't want to admit it. So to some degree, this is uh, maybe sort of kind of like an Alcoholics Anonymous-ish mm-hmm. uh, sort of thing. But so for women who have had abortions that, that need to, to come along with other women to find healing and help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, to, I, yeah. Forgiveness is the big issue. It really, because really, what we're doing is leading them to to Christ and yeah. to the Word, and and that that's where the truth is. I mean, it has that sense of uh, the, the anonymous types groups in the sense that somebody else is walking alongside them, and the leaders who do our program are women who've been through this, oh, wow. women who've had abortions and women who've received healing. So there's that relatable sense to yeah, it. Yeah. So not just someone else, you know, speaking to your life, but someone who's been there. Um, and and folks, then they this take is them through. Right here in Lakeland. This is right here in yeah. Lakeland. How, how does somebody sign up? Just call that? call our office. They need to call. It's not. There's information about it on the website. A, a woman's choice. A woman's is the website. Um, but when you call and say, "Hey, I, I'd like this program," um, we will uh, connect them with Jamie, who will um, share with them all about it. We get them set up. Um, at, with a schedule that's convenient for them. Most often it's a one-on-one kind of thing. There have been times when if women have come to it together and it's a very small, intimate group, um, but they're paired up with one of our leaders who then meets with them on a weekly basis um, in, in a place that they feel comfortable and safe. And um, they just go through the study to hear what God has to say about the shame, the pain, and the regret that they're carrying. And the healing that they can have. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, which really only comes from from Christ. Only. Yeah. Only. I, I'm so glad that uh, you got to tell us about that um, yeah. because it, it does shine a very bright light uh, to the idea that this issue, Roe v. Wade, um, mm-hmm. moving from the national decision to the state-level decision, that's really what happens exactly. legally with this mm-hmm. thing, 
uh, and then what different states might might do. You see all of the, You see angry people outside of the Supreme mm-hmm. Court right now. Mm-hmm. You see angry people that were down on South Florida Avenue yes. uh, here in our own city, yes. and all of this kind of thing. And and caught in the middle of that is still right now women who yeah. are. Um, potentially troubled with pregnancy and others who were just elated with mm-hmm. their pregnancy and everybody mm-hmm. else is uh, in this war. That's right. Um, and so I'm, right. I'm so glad that uh, you offer help to pregnant women at a woman's choice and also offer help to ladies who have had an abortion yes. and who need uh, the post-abortive help, the post-abortive counsel, especially the emotional kind. Uh, folks, we have to take a break again. We'll be back in about two and a half minutes with our last and final segment uh, for today. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. Happy Mother's Day weekend to you. We'll be right back uh, with more. Fourth and final segment coming up now. Ask the Preacher. And here's John. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, we have just a few minutes left. And in the studio for the whole program, we've had Miss Rebecca Klein from A Woman's Choice, uh, which is a life advocacy. Um, you, you you might could call it an anti-abortion place, but the, the yes, it does uh, work towards limiting and, and reducing and, and eliminating abortions in sure. society. But uh, your real issue and your real care are the people yes. that come in. It's not about the political agenda. Not at all. Uh, it literally is about the life of the mom, the life of the baby, the life of the father That's and right. all parties in there. So uh, not only do you provide help and counsel for um, young ladies, older ladies, whatever right. the case might be that are, that are pregnant, but then also for the help to people that have had abortions, whether it be yesterday or or whether it be 40 years ago. I love the way you said that, um, because the memory of of that type of action does not go away, no matter what the the, uh, liberal media or the the, the pro-abortionists, however they want to paint it, it is a life-altering, literally, in so many meanings of the word, a life-altering decision. And uh, so if you need help uh, Mm -hmm. with pregnancy or post-pregnancy, especially Mm -hmm. post-abortive, a woman's choice is a great place for you to find help. A woman's choice dot com. com. A a woman's choice dot com. Yes. Uh, And and you can find some help. Rebecca, I want to ask you some very pointed questions, if you can. Uh, Rapid fire answer. Um, Legally, Mm -hmm. what does it mean if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade? If the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, it means that the the battle goes to the states. I think you even mentioned it before. It Mm -hmm. does not mean that abortion becomes illegal. It means each state has the ability to restrict, limit, uh, or make completely illegal or completely legal. It's a state's rights issue. So a state could uh, wide open door abortion. Absolutely. And there will be states who do that. There will be. Okay. And then, or a state could uh, narrow road abortion or eliminate roadblock abortion. Absolutely. Uh, To to, to pregnant women Mm -hmm. right now and in the next. few years, whatever. If Roe, if the court decides to overturn Roe v. Wade, what does it mean for pregnant women now? Right now, before it's overturned is what you're asking, right? Uh, or correct. after? Well, correct, uh, either now before it is overturned or if it is overturned. If it is overturned, uh, you know, it, depending on where they live, there will be limitations in their in their access, right? So in the state of Florida, 
Um, I don't imagine things will change much from where we are right now, at least immediately. And so we just passed the 15-week abortion um, ban bill. And so um, just like now, if a woman wants an abortion, seeking an abortion, after that time, she's going to have to go out of state. So when you have other states, Texas, where it's only six weeks, you know, those kind of things are all going to stay in place. Hey, in my opinion, that's fantastic. Right, right. (laughs) But so, yes, in some states, women will have limits. However, abortion is also abortion pill is also available very much um, mm, in that's another a big way. Issue to deal yes, with. Yes. Wow. Yeah. A whole okay. other conversation. Yeah. Uh, all right. And so for life advocacy agencies, mm-hmm. um, there's got to be a better term. You can tell me off air what I should start mm-hmm. calling that. But for those those places that advocate for life, what does the overturning of Roe v. Wade mean to them? For us, I think uh, we need to be prepared, you know, because of the fact that there will be women, especially here in the state of Florida, looking for abortions that they feel they can't get. We need to be ready for them to come to us. Why? Because they're going to, they need help. That's and and that's true whether Roe v. Wade is here or not. When a woman's facing an unplanned pregnancy and believes that abortion's her only answer, she feels alone. She feels overwhelmed. She is being lied to. She doesn't have truth. And really, that's what we're about: is making sure she knows the truth about abortion and the alternatives that she has. And so she needs us. Um, so we want to be equipped and prepared to receive. All of them, as many yeah, as yeah. them as we can reach um, now and in the future. So uh, in some respect, you are looking at uh, your organization and your your uh, your fellow organizations are looking at themselves and saying, how do we uh, adjust? How do we rebrand ourselves, if you will? Um, how do we make sure that we're able to take care of women like we have been doing for yeah. so many years, but in a under a different set of rules? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I think of it as, as a war. You know, it is a war. It's, there's a spiritual battle, but there's there's a fight going on. And, you know, when uh, you know the enemy is advancing and you know things are changing, you, you shore up the infantry and you bring in the arsenal. And, you know, yeah, there's a lot of figuring out how we can do that and the best way to reach them in a new climate. Um, but but we just want to make sure we've got everything we've got to be there when women need us. Yeah. And I believe we are and we will. Yeah, Rebecca, let's pray. Um, Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We pray for for uh, women out there right now who are pregnant and confused and, and uh, maybe scared, maybe excited, uh, just making decisions as to what to do. Uh, Father, pour your love out on them and uh, that they would choose life. You set before us a choice and then gave us the command, choose life. And so we pray for them. I pray for the the people that are helping pregnant women, that you give them the, the wise words to say to lead them towards life, especially life everlasting. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It is a great joy to be a mother. I will never get to experience that joy, but I honor all the moms this weekend. God bless you. I hope you enjoy the flowers, the gifts, the the, the pancakes, the breakfast in bed, whatever it is that you get. Happy Mother's Day to you. Come join us if you'd like at Believer's Fellowship uh, this weekend. Nine o'clock is breakfast. Miss Rebecca, thank you for joining me on the air today. Thank you for having me. Happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. God bless you. And uh, folks, we'll be back next week with more Ask the Preacher.